Okay, so a couple of years down the road, uh, you are hanging out. You just, uh, you're on the, you just got off tour. You were opening for, um, for the Beastie Boys. And this is in the future? Yeah, they decided, you know what? Um, There's only two of us left, but... I bet uh, MCA want, want us to keep on rocking. And that's like the speech they give at the like end of every single concert that they do. They give like a very heartfelt, it's actually a very like touching speech that they give uh, at, at, at the end of it. So pretty much the tour has been fun, but it's always ended in tears. You sob each and every single fucking night. So okay. to be honest with you, it's kind of a relief to, uh, to be off the road. You know, they were nice enough guys, a little distant. but you know whatever so you're hanging out and um you get back home sunny los angeles california you wake up stretch feels like your body goes on forever as the sun washes over your fucking face I'm sleeping outside. No, you had a no. You you fell asleep by a window. You got drunk as shit and you passed out and you wake up. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the sun's directly in your eyes. And for again, a, a very terrifying moment. It's almost like you'll never stop stretching, but that subsides. <laughs> so, okay. um, you get a an email. Okay, it's from uh, this guy. His name is uh, Dave Rule. R-U-H-L. His email address is DaveRuleRules at Yahoo.com. And he uh, wants to hire you for a gig. He's like, you know, I'm turning, I'm turning 40, and uh, the fellas want to throw me a throw me a roast, you know? So they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna roast me, and at the end, we'd like you to do uh, 12 minutes of, of jokes, please. And in exchange, uh, you get $1,200 in cold, hard cash. He writes, I love you, Dave Rule. What do you do? Do you take the game? Uh, yeah, totally. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you said this is a gig that's twelve hundred dollars for twelve minutes of stand up, right? Yes. yes. Has he said where the gig is yet? Um, it's just downtown. It's at um a private room. It's like a in a, a restaurant. They like they rented like a like a private room. So it'd be in there. Okay. So he's like Did he say what the event is? He's turning he's turning forty years. He goes, huh, oh, right. forty years young is what my is what my wife says. Right. We, I, like I still a, love like that one. Yeah. And so you're like, fuck yeah. So you end up getting there. They're like, just so you know, uh, you know, the roast starts at um, eight o'clock, but um, we'll have you go on at like 830. So if you want to come there early for the roast, you can. If you want to get there right when you go on, that's cool too, man. And so you're like, hell yeah. You go to the um, the gig. It's at this restaurant downtown called <laughs> Sausage Pete's. And you walk in, uh, you see the, um, there's like somebody working at the front 
you know. Um, the Mater D is there. He looks up, and you're like, and and he's like, "Can I help you?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm here to do the, you know, the private show." And he looks at you, and he goes, "Fuck yeah!" And he walks you to the back. Uh, you open the door, and um, I guess after like a half hour of just being mercilessly uh, insulted by these people. Uh, he's not in a, a particularly good mood um, because everybody Dave wrote, rule is Dave, it? Yeah. Dave rule. Uh, okay. He basically everyone that he asked to roast him. They're not like comedians. They don't know how to write jokes. So they're all just saying like very mean things mm-hmm. uh, to him. One guy's like, yeah, I fucked Dave's wife one time on the copier. <laughs> and like, it's just dead silent. Like no one knows kind of how to react mm-hmm. to these. Cause a lot of them are like very deep and very personal. Uh, like some stuff is about his childhood. Uh, like he's kind of like, he doesn't really know how they would even know about that. So um, they end up just paying you. They're like, you don't have to go up like whatever. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you're like, this is all right. Whatever. You got $1,200 in cold, hard cash. Burning the hole in your fucking pocket. And you decide to yourself, you know what? I think I want to go do something. Uh, Something kind of fun. I'm downtown already. Downtown LA where anything can happen. Uh, You decide to go to a uh, karaoke bar. You walk in. They're actually having a a karaoke contest that night. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, man. I hate karaoke. I actively avoid it. So, uh, I don't know. I you don't decide know. you normally you hate karaoke, <laughs> but when you're on tour, uh, with the beastie boys, uh, you and Mike D like would go, uh, hit karaoke bars after the shows. And sometimes he would just isn't, do, isn't Mike D the one who died? Uh, MCA is the one who died. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, huh. and so, um, you guys would go out like karaokeing after the shows and stuff. And you kind of like, at first you didn't want to do it, but you're like, well, you want to be polite. You know, uh, you go out and you have the fucking, you have an amazing time. You and Mike D, uh, you, you sang mostly, uh, fuel covers, uh, favorite band. Yeah. It goes pretty well. So you walk into this, uh, karaoke bar. It's called, um, karaoke until you die and so um <laughs> you go in there and like i said they're having like a like a karaoke contest so like is there so is there a song right now that you're enjoying oh boy what uh having your regular uh, rotation i'm trying to think of what i'm list oh you know what yeah something that would be a like a pop song. Um, what's the song? Rod Stewart, Young Turks. I've been listening to that song a lot lately. So you go up to the um, the DJ and you request it. And he kind of looks at you and he's like, he's like impressed. He's like, okay. He's like, good luck. I get it. Yeah. And, and this so, place is called Karaoke Till You Die. That's the yeah. name of the place. Yeah. Some people... Okay. Um, uh, in, in in some cultures, it's actually considered uh, an honor to die while doing karaoke, and so which hap- cultures, Pat? Ukraine. <laughs> so what happened? So there's this thing in the Ukraine where they will karaoke, uh, like if they're like pretty sick or whatever, and they know that they're gonna like die. It's considered uh-huh. an honor for them to uh, 
to go out doing karaoke, you know? So um, that's why, yeah, so that's why they call it that. It's a little odd, but you're like, oh, it's like sort of a hospital also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's, there's a more, there's a morgue underneath it. Sure. So, um, I mean, you go, yeah. Same with my apartment. (laughs) So you go up there and uh, you look out to the crowd and it's like, you're looking, you've locked eyes with everyone in that room at the same time and you belt out the fucking young Turks it's the performance of your life okay at the end of it like there's like a a standing ovation and they're like whoa that is gonna be hard to beat (laughs) and then they go um all right who's up next and you kind of like as you're walking past as you're like um getting off the stage. This guy is like walking on stage. And um, he kind of like, he doesn't like shoulder check you. He just kind of like brushes up against you like a little bit. And for just a second, you feel like a, a, a shiver go down your spine. Goes all the way to your asshole. You get off stage and uh, sit down and uh, you look up and uh, this guy, um, he is singing uh, Love Me Do by the Beatles. And um, at first you don't actually hear what he's singing because you're kind of like looking at him because you're like, this guy kind of looks familiar a little bit. Like maybe you've like met him before, but you don't remember exactly where or how. He's got on a pair of tight stone wash jeans. He's wearing a, like a maroon shirt. And wrapped around that bod. It's the most badass leather jacket that you've ever seen in your fucking life. <laughs> the song starts. And uh, you kind of notice something odd. You kind of like look away from the stage just for a second to like, you know, grab a drink or something like that. And when you look away, out of the corner of your eyes, you realize this guy has the biggest hands that you have ever seen in your fucking life. And you kind of go like, what the fuck? You kind of snap up and look up. And uh, the hands are still pretty big, but they are like kind of like they're not as big as when you're not looking at them, basically. So he goes up there and he belts out, love me do. And you know, you're in a competition against this guy, but you're like, I don't fucking care. This guy rules. And you start like clapping and cheering along and stuff like that. The song ends and it's a huge round of applause. It's basically, it's not bigger than the one that you got, but it's pretty much exactly the same. So he uh, gets off stage and he goes, thank you, Mickey. And so um, they're like, how are we going to, you know, score this? And so they decide to do a karaoke off between you and this guy. And um, you uh, go on stage first, you're up first. And the the karaoke DJ is like, all right, we're just going to put up a, a, a song at random, you know, let's do this. And so um, they uh, put, he just hits play, and that song "Hunger Strike" uh, by Temple the Dog starts playing. You know that song? 
Yeah. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouth of decadence. And you're singing that song and you are fucking feeling it. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. going well. The crowd's swaying. You look out, you see like two people just like fucking in the back. Uh, people are putting up their lighters. There's like, it's, there's a lot of intense stuff happening. And you're singing and suddenly you realize, holy shit, this song is, this song's a duet. This is between Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell. And you're like, fuck. All right. Well, I'll just do both parts. I get, I guess. So you get to the chorus where you go, I've gone hungry. When suddenly you kind of see some movement at the corner of your eye and you go, the hell? And you turn and standing there is that same man with the giant hands. Mm -hmm. And he has a microphone in his fucking hand. And he looks at you. He winks. You feel instant calm. He takes the Chris Cornell part. So you go low and he goes high. So uh, you go, I've gone hungry. He's like, I've gone hungry. <laughs> but it sounds like it doesn't sound good now, obviously, but he fucking nails it. You guys no, are it perfectly. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You amazing. guys are you guys are like perfectly in sync. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys are uh, the song ends. The crowd goes crazy. The guy comes over to you. We kind of like, you know, grabs you by the shoulder. He's like, man, th- th- this is silly. Let's not have a competition like you were awesome. It was it was a lot of fun. You're like, wow, what? Okay. He sticks out his hand. He goes, by the way, the name's Mickey. Mickey Less. Do you shake his hand? Um. Yes. Sure. Why not? Why wouldn't I? So you shake his hand, and. It's odd. For just a moment, it's almost like you're transported uh, to the past. Uh, when you were growing up, uh, your grandmother would make uh, cinnamon cookies. The best cinnamon cookies on the block. That's what you would tell people. And you'd uh, every day on your birthday, you'd bring them into school. You know, people would uh, eat them and they would... Fucking, it was, they're, they're incredible. So everybody who ate them would like be like, holy shit, these, these are the best cookies ever. The best cookies I've ever had in my life. And um, you would just like feel such pride. You know what I mean? And um, you would go, you would go, oh, my, my grandma made them. And they'd go, wow, you must be uh, lucky to have a, a grandma who loves you that much. And you would be like, yeah, I am. When you shake this guy's hand, you almost for a second can taste that cinnamon cookie on your fucking tongue. So um, you guys end up uh, splitting, uh, you know, the prize. It's uh, you end up getting 50 bucks and uh, a gift card to the uh, Darden Family Restaurant Group. And they're like, uh, yeah, the Red Lobster is still honor it. So, you know, have fun. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you go home and um, you're, uh, you know, you drive home. You get out of your car and standing in front of your car is a man. He is wearing uh, like a green, uh, like robe, 
basically. You know, kind of like a wizard's mm-hmm. robe. He's got okay. one of those like Merlin hats. You know what I mean? Okay. And you look at the robe and it's covered with the letter G. It looks like a, like official NFL gear, dude. Like it looks expensive. You know what I mean? This is okay. legit. This is a Green Bay Packers wizard. Got it. He has a, a staff. Uh, on the tip, on the end of the staff is uh, just like a fucking chunk of cheese. Hell yeah, dude. Cheese so wizard. he opens his mouth and you hear what can best be described as the worst Wisconsin accent that you have ever heard in your fucking life. What's that sound like? He goes, um, <laughs> yeah, don't you know there, Dave? I'm the wizard of Scott. <laughs> I'm the wizard of Green Bay. He goes, uh-huh. yeah, hey, over, over there. Uh-huh. And so um, he, he goes on to uh, tell hey, you. Hey, Pat, have you ever been to Wisconsin? <laughs> it's a, Well, yeah, it, it's, I know what it sounds like, but th- this is the worst, you know, the worst <laughs> one that you've ever heard. It's almost like the guy doing it doesn't really know how to do the accent. Yeah, totally. So right. he, he, so he goes on to tell you, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the wizard of Green Bay. He, he goes, he goes, Oh yeah, you seen Fargo? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty good over there. Takes out a, a can of uh, Sprite and he opens it and he goes, "Ooh, pop!" and like drinks the whole fucking thing. Man. So uh, the Wizard of Green Bay goes on, uh, kind of to give you an offer. He goes on to explain to you uh, that uh, the Lanolax Corporation. They want to uh, destroy all magic in the world. He goes on to explain that there's not a lot of magic left, but there's kind of a minute amount. But um, so if they did that, it would uh, destroy, you know, the powers of so many people. And he basically goes, oh, yeah, they'll put me six feet under if that happens over there. He takes a big fucking bite of that cheese. Like you could swear his jaw unhinges for a sec when he does it. This is the cheese that's at the end of his staff, his wizard staff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a basic, big piece of cheese, man. So it's it's a it's a pretty sizable piece. Yeah. So he basically uh, offers. He goes on. He goes on to tell you that, um, like I said, the Lannis Corporation they want to destroy all magic in the world, and you are the only person on the face of this planet who can stop them. So he goes. He goes on to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no detail. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the re- so he goes on to explain that uh, you are descended from a long, long line of necromancers. Oh wow! Your ancestors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so basically, uh, he's like, yeah, you're you're essentially the chosen one of of necromancers. Perfect. Great. Yeah. He goes. Oh yeah, it sounds spooky to me, but. You know, for you, it's probably normal. Again, it's a horrible accent. So yeah, he goes it on. It sounds to- a lot like you. <laughs> you coughing. <laughs> so basically. Um, Necromancers are the ones that raise the dead or fuck the dead. They raise the dead. Got it. Yeah, there's no fucking. Good. I'm assuming. So think. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's some rascals out there <laughs> yeah. hey you know there's there's a there's a bad apple in every bunch you know absolutely you know so um 
in return, if you are able to use your uh, prophetic powers of raising the dead to uh, stop this murder of magic, how he would t- I do he, that? By raising the dead? By basically, he, he needs you to... magicians back to life? He needs you to raise an army of the dead. That way, you, you guys can oh, take on the Lanolax Corporation together. Got it. And so he's like, he basically goes on to explain that if you do that, he will increase your powers a hundredfold. You'll become the most powerful. That, that'll take your powers past like necromancy, basically. You know what I mean? Like that's how powerful you would become. Okay. And you this do isn't, do I do it? Oh. Well, go ahead. What was your question? This guy isn't related to the karaoke, right? This is, I was no. leaving the karaoke Yeah, you were bar. leaving. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess I was just uh, curious. Sure. Um, no, so this guy asked me, do I, do, I, hate- do I raise an army of the dead? Well, I don't, uh, I don't know how. He goes, oh yeah, I can show you. Oh, okay. Well, if he shows me how to raise the dead, yeah, I'll, fuck yeah, I'll do it, dude. Hell I don't yeah. give a fuck, man. I'll do anything for any reason. So he, uh, you, you, you take him inside your place and, um, he basically is able to like unlock your potential. You know what I mean? Um, it takes, I do know what you mean. Yeah. You guys yeah, study I know exactly you, what you mean. You study underneath the wizard of green Bay for, uh, about a solid week. And by the end <laughs> of it, you have gotten very, like pretty powerful, dude. Like you haven't had to eat the entire time. Wow. He goes, I feel like I would want, there'd be a lot of cheese. Oh, the, yeah. There's a lot of uh, like cheese. There's a lot of uh, like, you know, meat and like, you know, schnitzel and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I don't eat any of it. Um, You can just for taste, but you found that you don't, <laughs> you know, I don't you don't have it, to. No, it. you don't. Need yeah. 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 You don't need that shit in your life. Sure. So. That week is done. And by this time, like you have gotten your appearance is like changed a little bit. You have one of those like pointy black beards on your chin, you know, um, you've uh, like a wizard does. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Right. He gives you uh, he, he looks at you and he goes, uh, oh, yeah, this is the end of your training. And he uh, gives you a uh, like a skull ring, you know. Yeah. You put it on, you look at it, and for a second you feel like a connection. Mm-hmm. It winks at you. So um, you guys uh, go downtown to where the uh, the Lanolax Corporation is located. You guys walk in. He looks at you, and he goes, he kind of like whispers in your ear. He's like, oh, yeah, you know what to do over there. <laughs> you turn around. You raise both hands and start a incantation. You start saying words that, um, re- like th- they sound almost like an alien language. You know what I mean? It's nothing that you've ever heard before. But I'm saying it. Yeah, you're saying it. Like, like I mean, you, I mean, you've heard it before, like when you were in the, your training, obviously, but not uh, before that. You know, so people are kind of uh-huh. like stop and they kind of look at you, and. Um, you uh, kind of like you kind of blink, and then standing in front of you are these two like cadaver-looking things. You know what I mean? They've clearly been dead for a while. 
and then they kind of like just like stare at you. And one of them's like, "What the what?" One of them goes, "Whoa, what the fuck is this?" I thought the cadaver I was, says that. Yeah, he goes, "I thought I was dead. What? What? Oh my god!" He's like freaking out. The other one is just oh, like right. sobbing. <laughs> so he, he he's like, "I was in paradise." So you're like, huh? So it uh, it turns out that uh, you're. You know, you're you're still like you know powerful. You raised you know the dead, but you can only raise like two at a time. Like you're really not that good. Uh, so then uh, you so you raise like two of them, and they're kind of freaking out. So they're not of much help. And uh, you kind of turn, and a, a security guard from the Lanolax Corporation comes out with an axe, and he chops your fucking head off. <laughs> Those two uh, dead um, bodies that you raised uh, because you uh-huh. died with uh, before, like. You know, putting him back in the ground, they can never uh, return to the uh, sweet release of death. They just kind of like wander uh, the earth into, uh, you know, for the rest of all time. Uh, sure. Yeah. So he, uh, the security guard uh, chops your head off. And what's kind of uh-huh. weird is that when you're decapitated and no one knows this, obviously, because it's difficult to, uh, you know, communicate when this happens. But it turns out that when human beings are uh, decapitated, um, their consciousness stays alive for like several seconds. Mm-hmm. So when your head flies off, you can kind of see all the blood spurting out of your fucking neck. Uh, and uh, the last thing that you uh, hear before you die is uh, this guy walks by and he kind of goes, holy shit. And he's like, oh, I saw that guy open for the Beastie Boys. He fucking sucked. <laughs> and then uh, your head uh, lands in the road and it's uh, run over by an 18 wheeler. Wow. Damn, that sucks for me. Yeah, um, they uh, they end up they end up uh, burying you, uh, uh, you know, on the the family plot or whatever. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, <laughs> we have a family plot. Sure. And uh, every year on the anniversary of your death, a figure in stonewashed jeans comes to your grave and just sheds one single tear when the tear hits the ground it uh it turns into a rose so after 50 years your uh, entire grave is just covered in the most beautiful roses that anyone has ever seen though they are poisonous so several more people die <laughs> but yeah you're fuck yeah you you're you're dead you're fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> oh man i didn't see that coming I, I didn't know yeah i thought maybe no i didn't know what was going to happen at the end i had no idea if i would live or die uh, yeah you definitely died <laughs> there's no 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 foreshadowing for that at all no not Damn, even a dude. little not even a little. not even fuck dude no you just turned out you were a shitty necromancer and, and yeah dude i didn't want to die what happens when the necromancer dies you know what i mean then we're all fucked. Then no one's going to fuck me. Yeah. 